You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the G Family Performance Center in Edmond, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., saying thank you so much for making us a part of your day. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about as the spotlight just got bright and white hot on the Oklahoma City Thunder after the Lakers nabbed their first win last night, a 131-113 punking of the Phoenix Suns. So now how much pressure is on Billy Donovan and crew to get a win against the Boston Celtics tonight? If you want to use the term must win, you want to even say that it's hack and cliche, Nah, I'll go ahead and go with you. I do think that tonight is a must-win situation for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And we'll get into that in segment number one. We spent all day yesterday and a little bit of the day before talking about how hot Billy Donovan's seat is. May get a lot hotter tonight if the Thunder can't grab a win against the very good Boston Celtics team. Also in segment number one, we are going to uh, raise a glass, an, an early morning glass of beer or maybe a cup of coffee to Mr. St. Clair, who so far is getting things right on the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Toronto Raptors are looking every bit the part as well. There's still a long way to go in the NBA season, but there are a few surprises. I think we do need to touch on that. In segment number two, we're going to take a look ahead to next year's free agent class because word is already out that executives at Golden State expect Kevin Durant to leave the Warriors. And there is one guy on the Warriors I do want. I've made I've made absolutely no secret about wanting Draymond Green to play in Oklahoma City, although it doesn't look like there's going to be enough cap room for the Thunder to make that happen, even in my wildest dreams. But what of KD? Where does KD end up? We'll tell you where the hot team is right now, at least the team that's looking most likely to get KD. What is going on with Kyrie Irving despite his declaration of coming back to Boston? And what does this ultimately mean for the Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference if KD does leave Golden State? Where does where does he go, and what does that do for the balance in the West? We discussed that in segment number two. And in segment number three, David Stern had some very strong comments for New Orleans Pelicans GM Dell Demps. And a lot of it had to do with the Chris Paul trade that was originally supposed to go to the Lakers and then ended up going to the Clippers. These are some very important comments that David Stern had. Not so much about Dell Demps and not even so much about that trade, but what it means for us as a fan and what it means for us to pay close attention to what is going on in the NBA and other professional sports when commissioners interfere with teams trying to do their business. Why it can be a good thing, why it can be a bad thing, that is segment number three. If you don't know who I am, maybe this is the first time you're listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast because a friend turned it on and you heard it or you're in the car with them or you're in the office or maybe you just stumbled onto the Locked on Podcast uh, network website at LockedOnPodcast.com and you're like, hey, I'll just check out what's going on with the Thunder. My name's Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I also work for News Radio 1000 KTOK in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and the Oklahoma News Network. And all those are a part of the iHeartMedia family. I've covered the Oklahoma City Thunder now for six seasons, and I've hosted the Locked on Thunder podcast for a few months, and I am also a diehard Thunder fan. As much as I am a guy that covers them, a lot of times I will approach this podcast from a fan perspective because I think you've got enough guys out there 
that'll give you the nuts and bolts, give you the X's and O's and the analytics and all the stuff that you want that's really smart basketball talk, but sometimes you just flat out need passion and heart, and hopefully I can bring that to this podcast every single day. The spotlight couldn't be any brighter on the Oklahoma City Thunder than it is tonight with the Boston Celtics. And yes, tonight I will call it a must-win situation for Billy Donovan and this team. I never thought we'd be here with the Thunder. And first of all, I thought the Thunder would be able to go through pretty much the entire season flying under the radar because of what's going on with the Golden State Warriors and the Los Angeles Lakers. And that was playing out for the first three games because the only people that were mentioning the Oklahoma City Thunder in the first three games and this losing streak that they're on, even losing to a bad Sacramento Kings team, were the media here in Oklahoma City, the Thunder fans, and then a website like The Ringer. You know, very specific NBA basketball sites that, yes, basketball fans consume, but not necessarily so much the masses. Well, now ESPN's going to pick up on it because you look at the Thunder and there is absolutely no question three games into the season, and yes, let's do remember it's three games into the season, the Thunder are the most underachieving team in the NBA right now. When you have stars like Russell Westbrook and Paul George, there's no excuse for being 0-3 and there's no excuse for losing to the Sacramento Kings. It'll happen in the NBA where bad teams will beat good teams and there will be losing streaks in the NBA. But you have had opportunities to get over that hump since the Golden State loss with a Clippers team that you're better than and certainly the Sacramento Kings team and the Thunder didn't do it. And now everybody starts looking at the Thunder and they start asking questions about what's wrong. And as the ringer pointed out, and as we pointed out here on the podcast, yes, Andre Robertson's out. Russell Westbrook was out for the first couple of games. But even with those two guys out, it's still too talented of a roster right now to be 0-3. So now as the Lakers start to get good, people want to know what's going on with the Thunder. And since Paul George decided to re-up with Oklahoma City, it starts to put a lot of pressure on him. And my main concern for tonight, and maybe the next few games, depending on how tonight's game goes, is just how much we're going to see Russell Westbrook and Paul George put pressure on themselves and then press and then overwork to make things happen. And if that is the case with the Oklahoma City Thunder, they are 100% screwed, not only tonight, but for games in the future, because that means that Russ isn't going to pass the ball. Guys like Terrence Ferguson and Patrick Robertson won't be, be able to get out of that slump because maybe when they have those open looks, Russ isn't passing to them. Paul George may put up uh, an extraordinary amount of shots. Instead of seeing him be the efficient player we saw in preseason, we may see a guy that goes as a volume shooter. Because that's how these things play out. And the Thunder do a very good job of insulating themselves from all this talk. But you can only do that so much. And even when you are insulating yourself from what guys like myself are saying or what fans or anybody else in the national media is saying, you're not insulated from what's going on in that locker room. And believe me, if the questions are tough out here as to why the Thunder aren't succeeding it's going to be that much more intense in the locker room. And you give the Thunder a loss tonight against the Boston Celtics, you've now really put the you've now really put this season in jeopardy and you've now put the cracks in the foundation enough where things could have a tendency to get out of control real quick. 
Not only do the Thunder need shooters to come around and start hitting their shots, but what they need more than anything is just to remain calm, cool, and collected through all this. They need a win tonight. They need a win to restore that confidence. They need a win to build that trust with inside the locker room. They need a win to take the pressure off so they know they're as good as they thought they were coming into this season. And tonight, I mean, you can't you can't minimize what tonight means for this team. And especially if you get a win against the Boston Celtics, the team that's supposed to be the class of the East and supposed to be one of the few teams that could beat Golden State if they were to get into the NBA Finals against them. It now starts to make the Thunder look a little bit better where, yeah, you lost to the Sacramento Kings, but you did beat a Boston Celtics team. And the Celtics only scoring 90 points against the Orlando Magic aren't living up to their expectations either. And congratulations to Mr. St. Clair. You get my warm cup of coffee early this morning. Um, if I had a glass of beer, I'd raise it to you as well. But the Bucks are finally starting to look ever bit of that contender that we thought they were going to be from years ago. I didn't want to buy into them because I had been waving that flag for a while. But 4-0 to start the season. An impressive win against the Sixers last night. Giannis gets a triple-double. The Raptors are living up to a lot of people's expectations this year. They've started out 5-0 this season. And the Celtics, well, okay, they were the pick. They were the trendy pick for everyone to, well, they weren't the trendy pick. They were the overall pick to win the East. The Raptors were kind of the trendy pick. Then you had the Sixers. And if you had any guts like Mr. St. Clair, you were putting all your money you were buying all your stock in the in the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, after you score 90 points to the Orlando Magic, you're getting an Oklahoma City Thunder team who's not playing defense where the damn right now. You feel like you've got an opportunity to start making some headway yourself. So it ought to be a fun game tonight. Um, if you're going out to the peak, this should be one of the most entertaining games that we get all season long. And that's saying something considering the fact that 79 games are left on the schedule and there are going to be some intense battles that go on throughout the season, and you're going to get the opportunity to see some really close games. But tonight, with both of these teams needing a win, I expect to, to feel for as much as you can get in game four of the season, I expect to see some playoff intensity tonight out of both the Celtics and the Lakers. And we saw Terrence Ferguson and Russell Westbrook diving on the floor for loose balls the other night against the Kings. Think you might see more of that tonight. Although, Russ, dude, seriously, you just got done with surgery. You don't have to die for a ball if you don't want to. Let somebody else die for a ball. But the supporting cash, you got to be there, and you got to be hitting your shots early because if you don't, we know Russ will go away from you. And if you have those open shots, Terrence Ferguson, go ahead and take them. Don't be afraid to miss them because at least if you take and miss, Russ will go back to you two or three times before he just decides he's going to completely take a game over. And Paul George can't be the only guy that he trusts on the floor right now. He's going to need everything he possibly can get out of this team if the Thunder are going to pull off this win tonight. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, we start to look ahead to next year's free agency class. Yeah, I get it. We're four games into the season. But Kevin Durant already on his way out of Golden State, according to executives. What does that mean for the West and could it possibly mean that my dream scenario happens for the Oklahoma City Thunder? We talk about that here on Locked on Thunder.
You're listening to the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We also have another podcast that uh, we produce on a daily basis called Locked On Sooners. If you're into college football, check that one out. It's available at iTunes, Alexa, Spotify, Google, um, Stitcher, and I think it's I think there's another couple of places it is um, available as well. But one place you can definitely get it and get all the Locked On podcasts from the Locked On Podcast Network is LockedOnPodcast.com. It's a really cool website. Um, it's one of the most convenient, user-friendly websites I've ever seen where you log on to LockedOnPodcast.com. And I think it's very important to talk about this um, because when you're a user, you don't want to have to search around for podcasts. You don't, when, you want, when you go to a website, you want to get exactly what you're looking for. And that happens at LockedOnPodcast.com. You go to that website, you can choose between college, NBA, the NFL, and Major League Baseball, and then, boom, you click on that tab, and all the all the podcasts are there, and you just go to the episode you want to hear. It's just that simple. It's LockedOnPodcast.com from the Locked On Podcast Network, your daily number one local podcast. Thunder and Celtics tonight, and I tried to get this podcast a little out or uh, out a little earlier today just so you could listen to it all day. And we like being your all-day pregame at LockedOnThunder.com, but uh, we talked enough about the game in segment number one. Let's talk about the future of the NBA right now as next year has an amazing free agent class, and one of those guys is going to be Kevin Durant. I, I think you're you're probably familiar with this gentleman from his time he was here in Oklahoma City, but by all accounts, reports are that Kevin Durant is going to leave Golden State, and the execs at Golden State know it. Like, there is an amount of transparency that KD is having with the Warriors that he didn't have with the Oklahoma City Thunder, and if he did have that transparency with the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Thunder knew it, it wasn't something we heard. And I, I would like to think that Kevin didn't have that transparency with Oklahoma City based on the reports that we got and just some of the people that I've talked to after it's gone down, friends, people that know KD, people that are inside the Thunder that, you know, there was still at least a good feeling from the organization. They thought Kevin Durant was going to resign. But if KD is being transparent and he is telling the Golden State Warriors, look, I'm not going to resign. Well, if you're Golden State, you're not going to trade Kevin because you know your best shot of winning a championship is to have all these guys together. But it does give you an opportunity to start looking ahead to next year and seeing what you can do. And by all accounts, Clay Thompson is going to stay at GSW. He's not a guy that wants to leave. Draymond Green is the major question mark because if he makes the all-defensive team this year or he becomes the MVP, which you're Draymond, you've got a much better job of making the all-defensive team, and I don't see why he wouldn't. Um, He's one of the best defensive players in the league every single year. He's then eligible for a five-year Supermax. And Draymond's not going to take anything less than that Supermax from Golden State. Golden State, it has been said, will do anything they can money-wise to keep that particular team together. Even if it means losing Kevin Durant, they want the original team there, which has Draymond Green in it. But if they don't feel like giving him the Supermax, it certainly makes him one of the most desirable free agents on the market. And I would love to see him in Oklahoma City because I believe he brings an intensity that the Thunder lack, and I've said that for a long time. Now, it's a bit of an awkward fit because I'm assuming you play Draymond at what, the four? 
if he's in the starting lineup, because I can't see Draymond Green coming off the bench, which puts Patrick Patterson back on the bench, which, hey, it's a pretty loaded team, but I also don't see the cap room for the Thunder to make that happen. It's just a dream scenario with me because I think the Thunder need to find a guy like him. And that guy gets them over the hump. That guy that can just control Russell Westbrook, well, control Russell as much as you possibly can. A guy that Russell Westbrook will listen to, a guy that Paul George will listen to and Steven Adams will listen to that'll just make things go. And who knows, maybe that guy is inside the Oklahoma City Thunder now. Um, But sometimes you just need that voice of reason. And he is the heart and soul of that team. So I'm just saying, if I'm Golden State, I don't let him get away. I keep that team together. But let's say Draymond Green leaves Kevin leaves that leaves you with just Steph Curry and Clay Thompson so you're back to the original Splash Brothers and you're rebuilding and that opens the West WFO and if you don't know what that means just google it up um it's an old Sammy Hagar saying yeah I know way old man rock reference but that's why you listen because you love to make fun of me but it opens the door that that wide for a team like Oklahoma City and if you're Sam Presti, this is where you've got to be on guard because the, the thought is, is that Kevin Durant is going to end up going to the New York Knicks. Okay, so Durant goes to the Knicks. It still leaves the West wide open. Houston with Carmelo Anthony so far hasn't proven that they're the team to beat in the West, and James Harden is starting to have some health issues, um, even though he's been an Iron Man over the next last few years. The Lakers do become attractive. It's one thing that definitely helps the Lakers. And with LeBron James there, I think you would see some free agents gravitate towards going to Los Angeles. And one of those may be Kawhi Leonard. And Kyrie Irving may decide to come west because I'm still not convinced he's he's 100% re-signing with Boston. But Sam Presti can do a lot of damage by, one, making Oklahoma City good this year and keeping this team good, and two going out and just making sure that the culture of the Thunder are getting sold, is getting sold in every single talk that players are having amongst themselves. So whatever you have to do to make Russell Westbrook, Paul George, your best salesman, and George is a better salesman than Westbrook because I think Westbrook is always kind of that lone wolf guy and most players know it. And most players feel like Russ is a good teammate but also, he's the type of guy, he'll be a good teammate, he'll be loyal, but if you're not with him, you're against him. And maybe some guys are a little afraid of that because they don't know Russell Westbrook. And I think Russ is probably a hard guy to get to know unless you're around him for quite some time. And getting to know someone doesn't happen in one conversation. It happens over many conversations. Sam Presti can do a lot of damage here and get the Thunder put in position where they've got an opportunity to attack and be the team in the West if things shake out the way they do, which means Draymond Green doesn't get the Supermax from Golden State. He's hurt. He goes someplace else. And just by just by getting him out of Golden State, if he doesn't go to the Lakers, if he doesn't go to the, to the Trailblazers or the Wolves or any of the other possible contenders in the West, hey, I'm all for it. Even if he doesn't come here, just let him go someplace where he's not going to be able to rally a group of guys to be better than the Thunder. That's all I'm for. And as far as, as far as Kevin Durant coming back to Oklahoma City, um, you know, he's he's following Russell Westbrook again on Twitter. I'm not ruling it out. I just don't know how much Russell Westbrook wants to play with Kevin Durant again. I'm pretty sure Paul George would welcome it. I think most of the fans would welcome it. I'm not for it. I'd like I'd rather win a championship with, without him. 
But if it happens, it happens, and I'll swallow my pride, and we'll talk about KD, and we'll give him the due credit that he deserves right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. We'll wrap things up today by talking about some comments that David Stern made about the New Orleans Pelicans GM and why that matters to you with the fan. Cranking it out and publishing early today. It is the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day, the number one daily local podcast. We also have Locked on Sooners, which will come out a little bit later this afternoon if you want to catch up on all the OU stuff. Uh, But there's a lot to talk about with OU when it comes to them getting ready for Kansas State and Spencer Rattler, and we'll give you the latest on him. And all the Locked On Podcasts can be found at LockedOnPodcast.com. That's LockedOnPodcast.com. All the Locked On Thunder podcasts are there. All the Locked On Sooners. And, hey, if you're looking for World Series coverage, Locked On Dodgers, Locked On Red Sox, and then you've got all the fantasy podcasts. It's a one-stop shop. For all your local podcasts and fantasy podcasts, it's the LockedOnPodcast.com. <laughs> Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Okay, so it was a little odd, but uh, whatever. And um, what else? Oh, yes, I haven't promoted our website, LockedOnThunder.com, where we have all the podcast archive there, also video and audio from players and coaches, and certainly we'll be posting some of that tonight as the Thunder play the Celtics. And um, instead of late night with the Thunder, I think we're going to switch to early morning with the Thunder on days after games. For whatever reason, I just have a hard time with equipment at the games and lugging it around. So we'll give you that early morning first take on the Thunder um, with every podcast the day after the game right here on LOT, or at least we'll try to. And if we get it out in the afternoon, um, generally it's because something else is going on. So enough of that. Let's talk about David Stern and his comments about the New Orleans Pelicans GM, Dell Demps. And if you've not seen the article, David Stern called Dell Demps a lousy GM, which it's fine. I'm glad to see David Stern having an opinion. I'm glad to see him being honest. And Stern goes into detail in this ESPN article that I read, and I'm sure you can read it other places, where he says this is the reason why he didn't approve of the Lakers getting Chris Paul or the trade from New Orleans to LAL and why it ended up going to LAC, and he breaks breaks the whole thing down. The problem that I have with this, hearing David Stern call Dell Demps a lousy GM, is that's personal, and there's no way to take that other than personal. When you call someone a lousy something or you say they suck at this or – you don't feel they're any good, it ceases being about business. I think sometimes that's what bosses fail to understand. When you tell someone they're not any good at their job, it's no longer about business. It becomes personal. And if there was something personal between Dale Demps and David Stern, David Stern had no right to tell Dale Demps he could trade Chris Paul to the Lakers or not trade him to the Lakers. And I may have said Paul George earlier. You, you had no right to do that. If, if it's simply personal and you just want to make sure that this guy doesn't get what he wants, then you had no right. However, 
if your opinion of this guy is that he is not a good GM and he's out hurting the fans and you feel the trade would have been more detrimental to the Hornets than it would have helpful to the Hornets, and remember at this time the NBA owned the Hornets, then by all means step in and thwart. And this is where I give some kudos to David Stern. You got personal, that I didn't like. But ultimately, one thing I do like is that you might be looking out for the fans of the NBA. And I've long said that fans need advocates. We need somebody constantly looking out for us in our best interest. Because as great as it is when teams tank, if they can get better, like the Philadelphia 76ers, which the tank job is starting to pull off, hashtag trust the process, and that's now the talk in the NFL, although teams have been tanking in the NFL for years, it was just never talked about as tanking in the NFL for years. Because when you draft bad, you have no choice but to tank with your, when you're in the NFL and get more draft picks and try and, and com- continue to build through the draft, which can sometimes be a very bad cycle. Just ask the Cleveland Browns and the Oakland Raiders. But as a fan, you eventually want some payoff. When a team continues to lose for years, you need to know that they're going to win. You need to know that... Not even so much the financial investment of tickets and apparel and just spending money to say you're a part of this team, but that emotional investment is going to pay off. And the last thing you want as a fan is just years and years and years of torment with no light at the end of the tunnel. And that's when I do believe that commissioners have a right to step in and if they need be, rip an organization away from the owner, rip an organization away from the GM or who's ever in charge, and then put somebody in charge that's going to have an opportunity to turn things around. I'm all for that. And that goes against almost, that goes against everything I believe politically. And, and, and if you know anything about me politically, I am one of those guys, I am a less government guy. I am a less government in your life guy, makes life whole, a whole lot better. Whether it's business, whether it's what you're reading or watching on television, I don't want government in my life. That is an, that, that, that to me feels like a God-given American right. But when you're talking about sports, and because it is such a unique situation, I understand that things can't always be on an even playing field in teams like the Celtics and the Knicks. And the Lakers are just inherently going to be able to spend more money than the Oklahoma City Thunder. And if the Golden State Warriors want to keep dipping into the repeater tax, they can do it a lot easier than Oklahoma City. And there comes a time when the Thunder just have to say, look, we got to cut our losses. This is just killing us. I get that. I fully understand. But when the team is just historically bad year after year after year, then something's got to be done. And there's no excuse for the NBA or any other league to let bad ownership continue because that hurts your brand. It hurts your brand when the people in the city of that particular team feel that there is no hope. So if David Stern was doing this in order to help the city of New Orleans, who'd just been through a hell of a lot at that time, hey, I'm all for it. But if it was personal against Dell Demps, then that's when you got to take a step back and realize that that's just not your place as commissioner. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. It's Celtics-Lakers tonight. We'll be back tomorrow morning to break that all down. We'll have audio from Billy Donovan plus other players. I guess Billy Donovan's not a player. Used to be a player, though, but we'll have audio from players and Billy Donovan tomorrow um, from pre- and post-game, especially if anything interesting is said in pre. But we'll hope for a Thunder win tonight and they get back on track. And until tomorrow, may God bless you and your family. 
Everybody love everybody. And peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.